Episode 54 of the Press Pass Podcast, presented by the Press Republican, with Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio, Night Editor Ben Rowe, I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca, and, well, we're back. Joe, how are you? Joey Bats, doing good. How are you? I'm good. Ben, we'll give you an introduction this week. How are you doing today? I probably should ask before, but this is episode 54? Yeah. What, so we're already two past our one year? Yeah. Jeez. That's two weeks by that past. <laughs> you think so? I feel like these past two weeks have gone by super slow. We're not rookies anymore. No, we're not. I we're guess not I was just so anymore. excited for episode 52 that it's like, wow, oh, already living with us. Now, now it's just like the casual episode 54. Now it's, it's a little different now. Now we're waiting until episode, I don't know, 54 times 2 is. I like, I like <laughs> I, I'm kind of excited for 55. I, I like the number of 55. 55. Double nickels. Yeah, double nickels. That's right. I, I don't know about, I, I mean, like, there's some other episodes, you know. I mean, there's always cool numbers, but yeah. never undersell an episode because you never know what we're going to talk about. That's right. That's like, true. I got trivia for you. Okay. Oh. This comes from the Ben Rowe is annoying category. Uh, there's <laughs> okay. a lot of trivia there. <laughs> How long does Ben Rowe sit in his car when he leaves the Press Republican? Ah, I, I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> to leave the premises. At least. And how long does he sit in his car when he arrives at the Press Republican before he comes in the building? At least 10 minutes. Gotta at, be. At least. Uh-huh. At yeah. least 10 minutes. Not, not when I get here. I kind of want to get in. But what, you know. are you, what are you doing? <laughs> when, when you see somebody wrong on the internet, Joey... Just Why don't you just drive home and, and then look at your phone? So yeah. you noticed it too. Oh yeah, I've noticed it before. <laughs> because there will be times where like Ben will leave a little bit before me, and then I'll walk out like ten minutes later. He's still <laughs> I'll there. just see his taillights on. I'm like, Why yeah. are you still here? When there's stuff about zebras on the internet, you gotta sit there and you gotta correct people. But like you are like you're you're very attached to to your technology. Yeah, yes, I am a quintessential 21st century. I would uh, love yes, you are. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to see you walk around with like no phone in your oh, hand. I've already told. Have I told this story and, and on, see what on the podcast before? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I've had nightmares where the the sole plot of the nightmare is the fact that there's no <laughs> smartphones in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, a you literally, That's a legitimate fear out there. <laughs> You're literally walking around sometimes just with like your phone in your hand, and mm-hmm. like no, God forbid anybody would walk in front of you. No. <laughs> Result in a little yeah. accident. Hey, that would be on that. <laughs> well, no, it would be on well, you. we're getting to that way in yes. society where you're probably right. Yeah. You, I know Get that. Out of the way. I know that <laughs> now. I, I'm pretty sure now. Like, if you go, if you want to cross a crosswalk with your phone in your hand, you're breaking the law. I, I think that's a law in some in in, in some capacity. Well, somebody better t- better tell the campus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so I had a funny I had a funny experience yesterday going across the crosswalk. So I waited, and I I, I, I wait. I don't even like enter into the crosswalk um, before uh, like a car like a car goes by. I make sure to wait until they stop. So I did yesterday, and I'm walking across, and a car honks at me. And I like look over and I like wave and then they like keep honking and I look over again and they continue to honk and I'm like, what's the matter? I'm just walking across. The and they're not somebody that you know. So I, this is the thing. Uh-huh. I was like, who is this? Because I didn't realize who it was. It was one of my friends uh-huh. and I'm like, you jerk. Like, <laughs> I hate, I hate, because I, you, because you're not like sometimes you're you're just walk because you're just walking and you're you know you're you have something something on your mind usually and then all of a sudden you just have that nincompoop who's just honking your horn well sometimes honking their horn at the, you. the kids you'll be approaching the driving in your car approaching the sidewalk the crosswalk yeah and somebody will quickly step off the curb mm-hmm. 
and you have to hit your brakes. Yeah. That's they should wait. No, there's that. Well, it actually says so. I don't know if you guys have like walked around campus, uh, the Plattsburgh uh, campus of late, but the thing that they actually have on the crosswalks, like at the beginning of it, it says stop, look, wave. Mm. So it actually like kind of tells well, you. They to, don't. But I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, the, the thing that I despise the most are the people who like linger and like kind of stand or might have a conversation with somebody else, like literally right where the crosswalk is. It's like, are you going or are you having yes. a stop and chat? If not, move to the side. Like, yeah, because you're confusing me. Like, because I want yes. to slow down. Yes. Because it's like the scene in SpongeBob where he's reaching into the candy machine as the bus is revving up. Yeah. It's like, are you going to go? All right. Because as soon as you start to go through, they got to step off. Oh, oh, exactly. What are we doing here? Yeah. It's very, it's very, it's one of those things that I feel like it's just. I don't know. I feel like you could have a whole Seinfeld episode just about the crosswalk, you know, that type of thing. It's not like a big deal, but it kind of is. Like it, everybody has to deal with like that annoyance it's to a tricky. certain extent. But the tricky. funny thing is, you can you you can be on the flip side too. You can be the the pedestrian, and you like you always think to yourself, okay. But then sometimes you catch yourself almost like, oh my god, I'm being the annoying pedestrian now. So like that's always kind of interesting too. I will say the other day, um, kind of similar to the Hawking story, is that I was pulling to work and then somebody, when I pulled into the parking lot here, somebody else like pulled in like right behind me. <laughs> and I pulled into my parking spot and they pulled right into the parking spot next to I me. I hate they, those people. And they, but but then they were looking over at me. And so I'm like, oh God, are they actually trying to like <laughs> confront me about something? Oh, no. Are they a disgruntled reader or something? And, but then they get out and I recognize as a friend they hadn't seen in a while. So okay, I'm like, that's good. But I'm like, oh God, who's actually like following me right into the parking lot? <laughs> that's, uh, I, always, I always fear like getting rear rear ended like as we as we're like waiting to come into our parking lot because people can come around that turn real quick yes. and they're just thinking they, they're ready to go but all of a sudden somebody's waiting to make a left hand turn yeah when that actually happened do you remember like what was that you remember a year ago like so i was pulling in and then behind me somebody else got rear-ended do you remember oh, I, do, I do vaguely remember you telling no. me about that. You got, yeah. yeah, you got you you and Mackenzie and kara like you all like came outside because you heard like the bang oh like, it, it was about a year or so ago and then because i didn't even realize that it happened and you guys thought it was me that got into the accident i'm just pulling in i'm like no i'm all good <laughs> now no. if your truck got hit we'd have known yes you would have yes. known very quickly <laughs> also too it well i mean it's so high up that thankfully i don't think it would in, if i got rear-ended i don't think it would be too much damage. probably wouldn't even feel it no, it's, it's okay feel, it's, it's okay like, you guys i crushed them they didn't crush me <laughs> What's that? What's that? What's that little? What's that little like dent that I have in my bumper? Oh, it's just a Prius. <laughs> yeah, just that. But no. anyways, as as I read one last thought, as I, I was reading the article the other day that said that humans are not qualified for driving around seventy mile per hour giant bullets around our streets. Some days I agree with that. <laughs> the whole idea of just cars zipping around. You the, always want to be a defensive driver you because do. you never know. Now Ben. They had trouble with horse and carriages, too. I'd rather be run over by a horse <laughs> than a car. Horses, <laughs> horses can be dangerous, though. You they can. Get, can. You can get trampled. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, no, that's no joke, either. No. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things. But anyway. Ever since man invented the wheel, there have been accidents. I don't know. When Thog ran over the first guy with a wheel, <laughs> he was okay back then. Oh, my God. He ran over me with a wooden wheel. History's first car accident. <laughs> 
what happened today, sir? Well, I got run over by a wooden wheel. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we this started this episode off in surprising light. <laughs> yes, this is a weird, this is a weird start. But anyways, Battle of Plattsburgh. Yes. that is that is exciting, and it seems like for the most part they have they have a good slate of things coming up for the weekend. Yeah, there's a as usual there is a plethora of events. Oh, good um, word! Always like the word plethora. Absolutely, in the in the, in and around the city today, I noticed um, they're setting up in front of city hall and on city hall mm-hmm. place. That's my favorite part, actually. Yep, the little encampment, the yeah. tents, the mm-hmm. exhibits, the displays, the the booths, the venues. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think usually they block off City Hall Place. Yes. Uh-huh. So it's just a, uh, like Ooh, a pedestrian plaza. Good for me to know for it, tonight coming back. I, yes. I forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> well, I think usually at a certain point they, I don't know, do they take the stuff down? I don't know. But yeah, keep an eye on Well, for that. tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. It'll be closed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you can... Oh, it's tomorrow Tomorrow it will be closed? Yeah. Not today? I, I don't think... Maybe tonight? I don't know. Maybe still take the random okay. route around. We'll, we'll, we'll come, <laughs> we'll come we'll have to check the, the schedule, because the fireworks are tonight or tomorrow? Uh, tonight. Okay, so... The fireworks tonight? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the rocket's wow. red glare. I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, Joey, another random fireworks show for Joey. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah, I just love my random fireworks shows. <laughs> I love that. I have my tripod now, too, so I can get the long exposure. Perfect. We'll see how yeah. that We'll see how that goes, at least. So but, maybe I can catch that on the way back from football tonight, which we will get into a little bit later yes. in the episode. Also, random thought is the fact that why I like that so much is that space around the um, McDonough Monument is such a good, like, space for stuff. They should do more stuff off in there. It's and, like right and between City Hall and that. Yeah, you're right. I agree. And, uh-huh. and right over to Trinity Park. Uh-huh. It is a nice place. It, it makes it feel very communal. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but it also it shuts down a main thoroughfare of <laughs> downtown. Yeah, but, I, but I think, um, you know, the, the foot traffic makes up for any, oh, yeah. any revenue uh-huh. uh, concerns. Um, there's always, there's been talk for a long time of blocking Church off. Street of Plattsburgh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blocking oh, really? Oh, that would be a... I, I don't <laughs> know if I'd like that. I mean, a lot of Burlington vendors don't even like Church Street, so... <laughs> uh, but it is... It makes it different. It, it does. makes it it's an, a tough an attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, that City Hall place, though, is considered Route 9, which is a state thoroughfare, so for... Trucking and emergency purposes, you can't block it permanently. Speaking of um, car accidents, though, is the fact that um, (laughs) (laughs) that Mackenzie Delisle, reporter Mackenzie Delisle, has a very good story in tomorrow's um, paper about business back in the 1812 days and that kind of thing. And um, I'm just picturing, yeah, back in the horse and buggy days of back then. and Blacksmiths. And yes, and how, yeah, as the story says, you know, it wasn't that different back then. Like, there were still shops and there were still roads and all that good stuff back then. So, yeah, it's always fun, um, you know, for a couple of days every year to think back to simpler times. <laughs> 1814, uh, 207 years ago. Mm-hmm. Good a long math. time ago. Very good math right there. Yep. So, it is a big part of our history. It is. Um, and we've really embraced it in the last couple decades. Um, before then, I don't think Battle of Plattsburgh was much around here, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but a local group uh, um, picked it up and uh, made it a big celebration. Are there going to be people dressed in the old... Period costume? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, yesterday I saw John Rock, a local historian, dressed as Commodore Thomas McDonough, <laughs> a victorious <laughs> naval captain. Out at the uh, old, old, ba- old I base. I can't barracks. imagine those those costumes are very comfortable. They're heavy wool. Yeah, that's, they're hot. Yeah, 
Can you imagine back in the day? I always think about that and like when they used to play with wool uniforms for baseball. Yeah. That must have been brutal. Absolutely brutal. No, they look nice though. They do. They look, <laughs> they look nice. <laughs> that blue color was yes. really Hot cool. as can be, but they look nice. <laughs> um, so well, yeah. well, we've, we've talked a little bit about our favorites. Joey, what's your favorite part of the Battle of Plattsburgh like? I, I, I just kind of like the whole concept of it's a... I don't have like necessarily a favorite part. I just like the atmosphere of it though, and the local nostalgia that Joe you kind of referenced a little bit. I think people have really embraced that, and I, I like that with the local aspect of things. It kind of just brings people together a little bit. You can have different. You can have a lot of different things going on, but I always get the sense that there's a pretty good mood among people, and especially in today's day and age, it's always nice to not have hostile environments, well, <laughs> and I don't think the Battle of Plattsburgh really promotes a hostile environment. So, Except for the Redcoats. Except for the Redcoats, those, <laughs> well, those dirty Redcoats. It, 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 I think it'll be even more festive and jovial this year because we didn't have it last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, however, the parade and part of the parade, a big part of the parade that was very popular, I don't think will be the same is because the Canadians can't come here. Yes. And the marching bands, a lot of the marching bands, good ones, really good ones, were from Canada. Mm. The one from Coburg is the mainstay here. And they would do this thing called the Beat Retreat at the end of the parade yeah. where the two bands, the American band and the Canadian band representing the British, I guess, would, like, duel. <laughs> they'd play a song, they'd play Dueling a song. Dueling bands. Yeah, it was, it's really cool. That is pretty cool, actually. Um, in, in, but we're not, I don't think we're going to have that this year. because 200 years cool. later, the Americans have finally figured out how to keep the Canadians out. Oh, and one, one, <laughs> right. thing, and one thing, I might be I might be messing it up, but I think I'm correct. The That bed race Bed thing. race, that's oh, going on. Yeah. I love that thing. That yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Can't, can't get enough of the that. The college kids really love the bed races. Yes, that's <laughs> that's what I remember doing those in college. Like that was hilarious. We all we we would have what was it? It was a couple of years. Yeah, that was probably my junior year. We had a very competitive bed race team. It mm-hmm. was it was very impressive. So you put one person in the bed. We trained, and then you got to push. Yeah, like a bobsled. Yeah, we we trained. Does yeah. the person in the bed have to wear a helmet? Ah, uh, I can't remember. I don't think. <laughs> I wasn't the person. I wasn't the person in the bed. So, but it, it it's intense. Yes, it's mm-hmm. very competitive, and especially too when you're like a college kid, you have the people who like aren't in college and they're taking and they, they look at the college kids and they're like, oh, we're gonna beat these college kids, mm-hmm. but you never do. <laughs> the college kids always win. The college kids always win. It was very competitive though. I I enjoyed doing that one year. That was fun. So I would say maybe that's my favorite. I part believe Superfan Town Plattsburgh uh, Supervisor. Michael Cashman is participating in the bed race. Oh, goodness. Is he going to name his bed Dole Whip? <laughs> Maybe. He should. That's yeah. a good idea. If Michael Cashman has a bed, like a race car or a boat, he should just call it Dole Whip. That's a good. A boat. That would be a good yes. boat name for him. Dole Whip. I like that. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. yeah I, hope he, I hope he can appreciate that. That will be my little advisement to him. But as far as Battle of Potsburg is concerned, that's good. COVID, not so much. Yeah. Numbers continue to rise in the region. Clinton, Essex, and Franklin County all had increasing numbers. Mm -hmm. I think Franklin County today, they're up to 185 active cases. It's got to be an all-time high, Ben, wouldn't Mm. you say? Um, If it's not, it's close. Yes, I would say that. I feel like there was something that edged a little farther than that, but... It's it's unfortunate, and I mean you know, and then that's raised some concerns I've heard about 
well, you know, everyone's getting together for Battle of Plattsburgh and all that stuff. But again, as mm. we've repeated on the podcast before, it's the fact that with all the factors in it, being outdoors, you know, being vaccinated, etc., you could do more than you could do last year. So it's like, but it's tricky. It's and but then, but then you have other things like the government center saying masks and so. And DMV, Clinton County DMV had to close this week mm-hmm. because three employees tested positive. Um at the facility here in Plattsburgh, at the Garden oh, really? Center. Yeah, it's just there's no there's no one answer to everything, and you know, and there's a lot of people that, for better or for worse, just think, well, it has to be this way. And it's like, no, again, there's lots of factors to it, but the the biggest factor is just stay safe and yeah, no no question about it. And I think from a from school perspectives, I think things are going okay. Um, obviously, with the younger kids, that continues to be an issue. Mm. Um, I actually spoke to um, uh, one of, one, a form of, oh, she kind of was like one of my, the, one of the doctors that I had like when I was a kid. Um, I actually saw her at a recent football game, um, and she works at uh, Pottsburg Pediatrics, and she was telling me how they have on average about six cases a day that they're seeing come through their their offices regarding COVID with with little kids um and and that's a lot that's a lot so i would be curious to see how many of the COVID the active COVID cases now are young kids um and then how many are how many you know if you want to separate like after 12 years old um where that where that kind of lies because I figured that, I mean, with schools right now, it's it's an interesting dilemma. Um, oddly enough, at the college, you're not really seeing too many COVID cases. I think after their first week of whatever they're doing in terms of pool testing or however you want to call it, um, it's not as bad. Obviously, there's the vaccine initiative that's going through, so more kids are going to get vaccinated. Um, and everybody will have to be vaccinated by, what was the date? Is it in October? September 27th. September 27th. Yes. Okay. Um, so along those lines, I think because of the fact that it's, you know, on campus, you're talking about older, you know, young, young adults, older, older kids, if you want to say that, young, and, and adults as a whole. I mean, I think the college campus in an odd way is actually safer in terms of vaccination status than you would say maybe like grade school. Um, now, obviously, well, you have, to, you have yeah. to factor in the community-based living, uh, different, you know, college activities going on and stuff like that. But it's good to see SUNY, the SUNY Plattsburgh campus is doing pretty well a couple of weeks in. Well, as we were saying a couple of episodes back, you know, anything short of Oswego, you know, is good. It's yeah. the fact that, you no, know. No, Oneonta. Or Oneonta, yes. yes. Sorry, Oswego. Yeah. <laughs> Oswego's like, hey. <laughs> you, yeah, um, you get that many people in one place. If it's anything less than a, you know, total chaos, then that's good in my book. And yeah. It seems like Plattsburgh is holding it down pretty good. Yeah. But um, speaking of back to school, a lighter note. Joe LaTemplio, on Facebook this week, on September 8th specifically, I looked through and you saw all these adorable pictures of all the kids holding their back-to-school signs and with their backpacks and that kind of <laughs> thing. Did you and Mary do that with um, your kids, the back-to-school, you know? All right, take the picture. <coughs> Excuse me. We did take the pictures, mm-hmm. but by the time social media came around, they were older. Yes, yeah. um, but you did do the tradition of, you know, oh, yeah. you want to see him grow every yeah. year. Because <laughs> the, um, the, there was like um, three or four houses in one clump right around our house where they all had school-age kids. So everybody would gather in front of 
our house to wait for the bus. Aww. So there was like six or seven kids. That's cute. And we would take their pictures. <laughs> so you just have pictures of random kids, too. Yeah. Well, they're our neighbors. You know who they are. Yeah. yeah. That's cute. And it was nice to uh, chart the uh, thing. But now I saw, you know, kids are holding up signs. My first day of fourth grade, my teacher yes. is this and that it's getting pretty and they're intense. like don't do that it's it's a security risk <laughs> you can't give away the oh, goodness. <laughs> i mean i guess but like that, I if mean, somebody's gotta go throw out trouble <laughs> everything is seems to be a security risk it, uh, honestly if you're on social media you're it's a, a security you're, risk you, you will be exposed to some type of security <laughs> risk crazy. that's just the way that works yeah yes. that, but no but i like that it's the the, uh, the pinterestification of back to school where they have all the the decorative size and that kind of thing. I'm a sucker for that kind of and stuff. Te- and teachers will even like take pictures of their classrooms and be like, oh, first day back. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, even teachers are doing it now. <laughs> My daughter, Sarah, who is doing her dissertation um, at University of Utah in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. asked me to send her a photo of her first day of school in kindergarten. Yeah. Because she's starting her last first day, her uh-huh. 21st grade <laughs> <laughs> in school. She's old as dirt. 21st grade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's my mom did that. I don't know if she kept up and... Sorry, Mom. I don't know if she kept up through like all the grades, but she did take for the... F- for the first day of 12th grade, she took a photo she of that. Did. That was cool. See, now, when I was a kid, there was none of that. Uh, Get your yeah. ass to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. School. That's kind of the way. That's kind of the way it works. Like, oh, okay. Well, Have fun. Have a good day. Are, are you wearing clothes? Okay. <laughs> this school. Look respectable. Okay. See you later. Yeah. That's all it is. I think. I think my parents did did like the whole picture thing. I would have to ask honestly. I don't even remember. But I think once I got into like middle Older school, grades. middle school, because so, okay. I, cause I, I was the years. type of kid. Where I was like, no, I don't exactly. want my, I don't want my picture. Me Joey, too. Joey, like, put on the stiffy, the stiff suit. No, yeah, <laughs> Me, I, 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 I hate, I, I would have been that. that way too. But I look yeah. at these Facebook pictures. A lot of these kids, they seem really into it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what was funny? I do have a very funny story. So it was eighth grade uh, picture day at Seton, and the dress code was like either you wear a polo or you wear a shirt and tie. Yes. My mom got me, because this is what she wanted me to, she, my mom wanted me to wear a specific type of shirt. It wasn't like a polo, but it was like a dress shirt, and it kind of had like a, a horizontal stripe across like the chest area. Charlie Brown shirt. Yeah, <laughs> something, it, was, it was navy blue and a, like a white stripe type of thing. Mm-hmm. I walked into school that day, and one of the, it was my eighth grade math teacher, she was like, you can't wear that. That's not dress code. And, I, and I'm like, my mom wanted me to wear this for the picture. She's like, well, you can't wear that. That's dress code. And I said, well, I don't have any other shirt. <laughs> so I like took my picture. I went home that day. And my mom was like, oh, how did picture day go? I was like, it was fine. Other than like I got like, ri- I got, got I got a demerit for like not wearing a dress code. And she's like, what? So she like calls the school the next day. And she goes, my son can wear whatever shirt I send him in. To take a photo in, mm-hmm. and nobody is going to tell him otherwise. And they're like, "Oh, we're so sorry." <laughs> but like, how stupid! We're is paying that? for this. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's just a photo. Like, just take the like. Just I mean, coats are, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like I showed up in jeans and like you know a Torn white t-shirt. a white t shirt or something. <laughs> I was wearing a nice dress shirt. I looked presentable. Yes. It wasn't anything crazy. But how dumb is that? Chill, people. Chill. I'll, I'll always remember. I'll always remember that. But I mean, because otherwise. 
going to school, like it would be either wear, yeah, it would be wear for me, it would wear polo. Joey LaFranca, dress code violator. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you in for? I wore a shirt with a striped Yeah, no, I, I wish I still had the demerit. It was pretty funny because it said, like, the demerit said something like, uh, wore, wore inappropriate shirt. And I'm like, inappropriate <laughs> shirt? Like, what am I, what am I wearing, lace? <laughs> Clothes police. It was it was ridiculous. This is going to permanent record. <laughs> <laughs> you wore you wore the inappropriate dress. Like it was so dumb. But like even I mean I look at it's funny now because I look at photos of kids at Seton. The dress code is not anything like it used to be. Even mm-hmm. when I even when I was there, they mm-hmm. I mean there's so many different like they're not strict at all anymore. If you had your hair not a certain length, if you were a guy, if you had a, you, if you had like if Ben, ben Rowe showed up at sea yeah. with hair like he has, oh no, Gary, Gary Ryan, the you know Gary Boy. Ryan, he would take him Hold down to down Joe's down barber and give him the, and give him the one attachment, yep. and Ben would be coming back with a buzz cut. Yeah, yeah, you military cut. You wouldn't no, well, not a military cut, just a but just a not a crew cut, just uh-huh. just a buzz cut. That's not fun. Yeah. It seems like dress codes everywhere are changing and relaxing. Yeah. Because um, um, I think it kind of goes with like a mental health thing to a certain extent. Well, like it, and comfort, and, like and, being and, being comfortable. And people realize you don't need a freaking uniform. No. Um, no. You'll notice the other day I wore a shirt and tie uh-huh. uh, here because I was the guest speaker at the Rotary Club. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, you know. Should yeah, you want to look presentable. Mm-hmm. But there was, for 30 years, I wore a shirt and tie every day mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. this place. Um, in the last five, six years, it's changed. Mm-hmm. It's definitely changed, and it seems more acceptable. I and, like what Not you, a problem. I like what you said, though. It's about whatever you're doing that day, if you have, yeah. like, something going on, dress accordingly. Mm-hmm. Like, tonight, for like, today, for example, I have a polo on with, with just shorts and I'll be going to cover football later tonight, and if it gets cold, I'll just throw a hoodie on. But, like, be presentable. I won't be going to a football game wearing a Hawaiian shirt tonight. Like, I won't be doing that. But, like, if I was just if it was just a summer day coming into the office, you know, might go here or there. Like, sure. I mean, just dress super casually. As long as you don't look like a slob. Exactly. Like, it should be you, fine. You want to look presentable, not only for your employer, but just for yourself. Like, I feel like that's always good advice for, like, kids, young. Like, just look presentable. Look, look the part. Like, look the part. Whatever you're doing, look the part. Despite my outwardly appearance, I shall try to keep a knee in. <laughs> Charlie, multiple Charlie Brown references on this episode. That is good. I like that. Speaking of that, we're getting into almost like Charlie Brown season. Yes, we are. Yeah. We'll have the, the great, great pumpkin. We'll have the great pumpkin. Then we'll have Thanksgiving, and then we'll have Christmas. I enjoy. I enjoy yes, all that. We're getting there. And I, I always enjoy the Thanksgiving one because that that meal that they had with the yes. toast and the jelly beans and the pretzels <laughs> and the pop popcorn. I mean, that is my type of Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, my I, mom and I made that one year. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Have it on Facebook. I'll look that. That's up. so. <laughs> I mean, that, that's my type. That's my type of meal. Just mm-hmm. snacks. Nice buttered toast. Oh, mm-hmm. Can't beat that. No, nope. with a little popcorn. <laughs> wow. Tremendous. Yeah, it's a good stuff. Speaking mm-hmm. and speaking of football, by the way, so this is like the opening weekend for Champlain Valley Athletic Conference. Football. Also, not to interrupt, but yeah. also yes, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is an underrated Charlie Brown special. Oh, absolutely. Between the Halloween one, the Christmas one, and that yeah. one, it deserves our respect. Yeah, no question about it. Uh-huh. 
But yes. high That's school football is. starts this weekend. We got three games tonight. We got Saranac traveling to Peru. We have uh, Sable Valley uh, traveling to Beekman Town, and we got Mariah at Linney Field hosting Plattsburgh High. Mm. So we will see how those games go tonight. Then tomorrow we will have Saranac Lake hosting Ticonderoga. So poor Ticonderoga has to go all the way to Saranac Lake. Um, it's supposed to be nice tomorrow. Yeah, it should be nice. It should be nice tonight too. I don't think there's going to be too many issues. So it'll be opening night for uh, for football. We did have like that whole week zero thing. Um, now, yeah. okay, they're playing football. That's wonderful. Yep. I would argue that COVID is way worse this year mm-hmm. than it was last year when they had no football. Oh, I know. I think it's because of the you know you're talking about the vaccines. Um, the kids aren't vaccinated. Oh, some the you know the varsity kids for the most part. I would like Over to think. 12. I would like to think are. I would hope. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the thing is, as of now. I don't think there's that same concern. Um, Are they now, wearing masks? Nope. The only people... Do, so if it's an indoor thing, they're wearing masks. So the only athletes really wearing masks right now for fall stuff are going to be volleyball and gymnastics. And I don't know... Obviously, you can't swim with a mask on, but I don't know what the protocol is when they're not in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be that type of situation that is going to be presented. So like when I went to Peru... To shoot volleyball photos on Tuesday, so I was wearing a mask within the gym. Everybody was masked up. Um, but then I literally walked outside, went to shoot the Peru uh, Saranac Lake soccer game, and didn't have to wear a mask, and nobody was wearing masks. So it is a little odd, to say the least. But again, it's a calculation. Uh, it's a calculation. And, and ultimately, getting back to what you referenced, Joe, about kind of being concerned and they're not having the same type of, you know, the, the concern's not there like it was last year. Everything that they have analytically says COVID wasn't transmitted through contact within sports. It was transmitted in other concepts within, like, you know, practices. Not, not, it, it wasn't contact that all of a sudden, like, created COVID cases. It was, you know, group gatherings, different things right. like that that they really were concerned about. So I don't think, you know, after a year and what? What are we on, like, now? A year and a half? Like a little, 18 months. 18 months. So I think now it's it's not necessarily as much of a concern. Um, it's, it's still a concern. You should still be attentive to the situation. But it doesn't seem like anybody's too, too worried about it at the moment, which is good to see. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, like we've said this on numerous podcasts, it's just good to have, see the kids have that outlet and, and be mm. back to things again. Right. So that, that'll be exciting. Um, but... Other than that, that's pretty much the local sports update, and we'll have um, we'll have sports continuing. I know Plattsburgh State Women's Soccer has a game tomorrow, I believe, against Union. Yes. Um, they're hosting Union, so that'll be nice to see them back in action at home. Um, and then, oh, and oddly enough, weird, weird thing happened this week. Not like a big deal, but odd. So the Plattsburgh men's soccer team was in Castleton. They were ahead four to nothing at halftime. Oh, All yeah. of a sudden, thunderstorms came around, and they had to stop the game. Now, usually that results in a delay, but this either the storms went so long, or I don't know what exactly happened, it ended up getting canceled. Even though it was a half, NCAA regulation, uh, rules and regulations say you have to like complete the game for it to be legit. <laughs> so Plasper got a 4 nothing win taken away, 4 nothing or, or some type of win probably taken away from it by thunder (laughs) and lightning so thor why have you done this to us yeah so plattsburgh could beat castleton but lightning and thunder 
beat Plattsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Can they, they reschedule or just not? No, I because th- it's not conference. I think they just are straight up canceling it because they can just move move on. So, but that really sti- bad, though. Yeah. really stinks for Plattsburgh. Also, too, like travel all the way to Castleton, Vermont, to play a half and then have the game can't. That that mm. stinks. You don't even get the win out of it. You show up, you don't even feel like you did anything. It's been a wet end of the summer, so yeah. it really has. It really <laughs> has, and we don't get just light rain. We just yeah. get straight up downpours mm-hmm. constantly. So I don't know, but that, that'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with sports of, of different types. But yeah, that's. I was much actually it. thinking that over the weather of the past couple of days, I was like looking up on the phone, like um. Is that like rest of a of a hurricane blowing through here or something? What's up with this? That's it, a lot is, of bad rain. Oh, and by the way, to to give your uh, your uh, your uh, alma mater, Willsboro, some props. Jenna Ford just continues to yeah. you know, score, score goals all over the place. Saranac got the win against Os Sable Valley last night in yep. girls soccer. I I said to you, I said that would be a decent game. It seemed like it was. It seemed like Saranac controlled matters, but they did. It I watched like us, it on it like FHS. Okay, um, did Os Sable give them a run? Um, At all? Did they play okay? They, they did okay. Um, yeah, but um, they weren't really dangerous. Yeah, um, but you know, they're. Uh, it's hard to. Uh, I would say they're about Beekman Town Northeastern caliber. Okay. Um, okay. Right in there. Interesting, fun fact, storyline to kind of keep an eye on throughout the rest of the season. So, when we ask coaches to submit team rosters and different information to us we also ask them to list their career coaching record rob mcculliffe is 21 wins away from 500 career wins with the shay z boys soccer team if things work out for shay z and they continue winning and they have a pretty good season there's a chance that his 500th win could actually come in the state State championship how crazy would a story like that be now, obviously, Rob would honestly probably be a little bit upset because he wouldn't want himself taking away from the storyline of the kids. But from a storyline perspective, isn't that crazy? And also, 500 wins. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. He's been coaching for a while, but that's that's still a lot. I give, yeah, well, I give him a lot of credit. They're successful usually every year. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it would be, it would be amazing. Yeah. So, we'll keep an eye on that. And um, before we leave, sure. um, we would be very remiss if we didn't discuss the... But tomorrow will be the 20th anniversary of September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. We have a wide package of stories um, planned for tomorrow's paper um, in conjunction with Battle of Plattsburgh um, events because that, that also occurred on September 11th, 1814. Today, twice in this country's history. I think we talked about this last week a little bit. Not too much, so um, we can talk about it. Those two dates, September 11th, 1814, and September 11th, 2001, our country was attacked in our home soil. Um, so obviously it's a big anniversary, a big commemoration day. Um, there are some events going on um, in town to commemorate that. And, you know, it's one of those days where everybody likes, you know, I think takes a moment to reflect personally themselves and what it means to them and, and how they feel about it, and maybe think of others, because um, it's a very emotional, powerful day. Um, I remember working here that day, and the newsroom was quite a place to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was buzzing with activity because yeah. we were trying to find sources and people that were connected. And down in Washington, at the Pentagon, or in New York City, 
Um, it was, and there was events, um, spur of the moment events held. I mean, at the college, they had a candlelight vigil uh, in the plaza outside mm-hmm. the college center. Because a lot of those students were from New York City, Long Island. Oh, they yeah. had, they knew people in the towers. Yep. They didn't know if their loved ones or friends were alive or sure. dead or what. And it was very emotional. Um, crazy day. Crazy day. Can't believe it's 20 years. It's it's definitely something that each year when it comes around, you, you think over time maybe it will, like, um, the the frustration, the sadness, all the emotions that culminate in that day, you feel like maybe over time it will kind of dissipate. It never does. Each each year it comes back, and you see, like, documentaries on TV about it now. I know Netflix actually has. Uh, I'll be I'll be wanting to probably check that out, actually, because Netflix does a good job with some of those documentaries. But um, you, you see different things, and it just brings back those, those memories. And for myself, it's kind of like a unique perspective because like i i don't like remember it like i was too young to like remember what what happened but i just see the history of it afterward and not having lived through it that's one thing because everybody says like oh where were you when this happened like i I don't know i was probably in kinder i was in kindergarten i don't know like Mm -hmm. i was probably making a macaroni necklace for all i know Mm -hmm. um but like that's the type of thing where it's just so sad and there's really no other way to put it other than that and and you just you always keep people, everybody who was affected by that, you always just keep them in your heart. That's that's the main thing. Well, and I guess is the fact that as um, Joe and I were talking about yesterday is that um, I think, especially this far out, you know, um, that yes, we certainly remember all the lives lost, but then um, looking at what came after it, um, I feel like a lot of people um, at this point kind of step back and ask, you know, um, what did it mean for our country and for, because everything changed after that. So that's, you know, in the 90s, America was going in one direction, and then after 2001, history it was the beginning of a new era of the United States, post-Cold War and that kind of thing, and just um, that in the immediate wake of it, that, yeah, that I remember, um, you know, again, being a little bit older than Joey, I remember, it's no exaggeration to say the fact that wherever you went, you know, um, to any event, you heard, God bless America, and, you know, and mm-hmm. long live the red, white, and blue, and that kind of thing, and it was, it was an interesting, you know, hopeful, I don't even know if that's quite the right word for it, but um, it was an interesting atmosphere, and, um, but it was an atmosphere of, unity most definitely Mm. and um a strong sense of that and now 20 years later going through what we've gone through you know um you don't get as much of a sense of that and it felt like in the last half of 2001 we knew what america was is that we said america is about standing together and being together and we are america and now 20 years later we don't know the answer to that so far and i think we gotta you know I don't know. I think a lot of people use this as a chance to re-ask that question. You know, well, what yeah. are we supposed to be? And and I remember as a kid, I think when I was in fourth grade, it was 1971 was the 30th anniversary of Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. and that was a big remembrance day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Pearl Harbor was bombed. It start, brought us into World War II, which of course changed the world, um, and that was a big event. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how history treats this day. Um, I know it's been 20 years, and Pearl Harbor's been about 80 years now. Mm. So, But it's a similar, very similar thing, very similar reaction. It is, and it's just I remember that the message was, you know, <clears throat> um, that down there in, on Ground Zero, everyone of every stripe and every color rushed down to help, and, you know, yeah. and business people and firefighters and taxi drivers and all random people all came together. And it's like, wow, you know, if we all put away our everything, then we can all be together and now it's like we're more divided by labels and that kind of thing than we were back then so yeah it's just um it's just an important time i think to you know um, yeah reflect on ourselves as a country and so um but also ts to remember the the lives lost so and again is um that you know um as i was thinking kind of coming to this week is that you know we have the sister paper down in pennsylvania closer to the United 93 um, mm -hmm. crash site. And so, you know, Plattsburgh, we certainly, as people will read tomorrow, we have our connections to it, you know, um, being near the border um, with a, how I forget his rank, but Lieutenant Falb, was that? Um, uh, State Police Trooper. Mm -hmm. Yes, Trooper Falb, yes. Mm. And um, Brian Falb. Yes, Brian Falb, um, who, you know, lost his life um, after the events of 9-11. And... So we have our connections, and I think it's important just that even if you, even if your town didn't have direct like connections to all the big name places, you everyone still felt it. So, yeah, it's that. And that, speaking of speaking of um, the Falb family, just as a whole, that it's it, it it's one of those things where it, it can hit home, um, you know, and you you can you can realize it from that perspective. I I mean, I went to high school with one of his daughters, Peyton. Um, and that is just shows like how many of those stories that there are. Um, and when you see the lingering effects of the terrorist attacks still to this day, um, it, it just makes you realize how impactful it still continues to be. And what, whether you're like Ben, what, whether you're talking about, like, like you said, the reflection of like who are, who we are. Then you're talking about just the people who were affected by it. There's so many different factors that really it just allows a lot, requires a lot of reflection, a mm -hmm. lot of reflection. And it's it's definitely just one of those things where makes you realized and thankful for what you have and, and your loved ones and everything like that because everything can change very quickly. Right, and we feel the impact in, in many ways uh, every day. I mean, you can't get on an airplane without taking your shoes or your belt off. Mm -hmm. um, that definitely changed things like that uh, that we never anticipated before. Mm -hmm. um, and no, and Joey's right, is that, you know, as my closing thought on it will be is the fact that I guess, you know, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, um, maybe Pearl Harbor Day, or whatever we day. call that, um, is that, you know, there are certain days where in our busy lives, <laughs> you got to take a second and take a day to think and reflect and slow things down. And I think 9-11 is definitely one of those days to take a day to just think about the bigger picture. So it's yeah, good in that way. Absolutely. But good talk, every good talk, guys. Big and History Week. Yeah. Yes, yes. Joe Matemplier declared at the beginning of this week that yep. this is History Week now. Because you, oh, you declared it History Week? I did. Yes. Yes. Didn't you read the editorial? No. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I've been busy. That is, uh, this is for our local region. Again, it's, <laughs> it's like Shark Week. <laughs> so you just declared it History Week? Yes. Okay. What are we supposed to do? Uh, learn it, your history. <laughs> okay. 
Absorb your history. Are there are there show? Is it like sharp? Are there shows to watch? Is there a <laughs> yeah. marathon or something? There's all these events yes. that we just talked about going on <laughs> it downtown. Is, it is like Shark Week. Yes. <laughs> I want to declare a week. Can I declare a week sure, in the future? Sure, you can. I'll yes, have to think, the podcast. I'll have to form. think about what mm-hmm. I want a week to be. Okay. I think it will have something to do with food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll most likely be food-related. But anyways, you can listen to this podcast on PressRepublican.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and you can find it on our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And on that note, Joe. I don't know why I'm talking like a robot, but we'll go with it. Sign us off. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening as usual. We appreciate your support, and we wish everybody a little weak side help.